0: There are a couple of topics that any decent sermon can make you feel like, wow, that preacher was talking just to me. There are a couple of topics that any preacher can make you feel like you're the only one in the room. Remember last week we talked about uh, fems. Do you remember the fems? Fem syndrome? Foot and mouth syndrome? Yeah? We all relate to that, don't we? I had a couple of people tell me, how did you know that about me? Well, the reality is, I don't know a whole lot about all of us, but I do know what it's like to be a person, right? And we all have those moments like that. So, foot and mouth syndrome, it's easy for the preacher to get up and talk about how uh, we can get carried away with our words or how we can do good and bad with our words. It's an easy one, right? And I don't mean to give away my, my preacher secrets here, but uh, I wanted to teach you how to how to expect more from your preacher and how to get your preacher to to give you more as well. There's another topic also that uh, just just resonates with people and that any good sermon on that topic can just feel so uh, just for you. And that is a sermon on fear. Fear is one of those topics that many, many people deal with. Fear of all kinds, not just being afraid of spiders and snakes and things like that, but real fear, the real fear that we can have deep in our soul. So I don't want you to be overly, too quickly impressed when you hear a sermon preached about fear and you think, oh, that pastor's talking to me. Don't be overly impressed at first because it's an easy topic. But I am going to suggest something to, to you today that I think, might go against most of what we've been taught about fear, at least in some way. Y'all ready for it? Well, since you ought to tell me first, now you have to wait. <laughs> One day, Jesus and his disciples were going from town to town as they normally would. And Mark says they were going through Galilee. And then Mark says in 931 that Jesus was teaching his disciples. This probably sounds like a very normal thing for a teacher to do. Jesus was walking with his disciples and he was teaching them. Now he's teaching them something very specific. We've heard this this teaching before. This is the second of three of what we call passion predictions. Three times in the book of Mark, Jesus paints the picture of of what is going to happen to him. All that Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and uh, what's the other holiday? Um, Easter, Sunday stuff that we know so well. Three times in the book of Mark, Jesus says, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. Y'all with me? As they were going along, though, we realized that although the disciples are listening to Jesus do this teaching... Maybe they're not paying too much attention because we jump up a couple of sentences and we find out that the disciples have been arguing with one another. And what they're arguing about is really stupid. Now, the good thing is, you know, church people today don't argue with one another, so we can kind of look back on this, what? We can look back on this story and say, look at the way we used to be. Right? Yeah. And what's interesting is that these disciples were walking with Jesus. This one that they considered to be the one. This one who was just this amazing teacher to say the least and was looking like maybe he'll be the savior of the world to say the most. Here they were, walking and talking with him. And they're arguing amongst themselves of who's the greatest. You have to be able to appreciate how ironic that is. It's not the first time either. And the third time, Jesus gives a passion prediction Jesus says, this is going to happen to me, this is going to happen to me, and this is going to happen to me. And right after that, two of the disciples said, hey, Jesus, I want you to do something for us then. We want to sit at your right hand. In other words, we want to be the greatest. Y'all with me? They were listening to Jesus, but by God, they were not listening to Jesus. Now, the reason they were arguing with one another, Mark tells us, is because they didn't understand what Jesus had said. Jesus says, this is going to happen to you, this is going to happen to, you, to me, and this is going to happen to me. And Mark says they did not understand what he was saying. And I have difficulty with that. Because, well, put it on you. If you were to tell the person sitting next to you, hey, I'm going to go do this and do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. What is that person going to tell you in response? Okay. Go do it. Be careful. Bring me back something. Okay? Doesn't seem that difficult to wrap our minds around that if something's going to happen, I'm telling you it's going to happen, and that's it. But the disciples don't understand what Jesus is saying. It, It kind of reminds me, in a, in a small way, of, you've seen Finding Nemo. I love that movie, haven't? It's a great picture. The two fish are about ready to exit the great uh, current, and then this little uh, turtle gives them instructions about what to do. Squirt is his name, and Squirt is a little young turtle, and he gets up there and he's running his mouth ninety to nothing. He's and Marlin the fish looks at him and says, "I know he's trying to tell me something. I do." And I wonder if those disciples are looking at Jesus thinking, I know he's trying to tell us something important. But we're not getting it. We don't understand it. Part of me wants to ask if maybe they did understand it and they just didn't want to understand it. But they weren't understanding Jesus. Now, you're talking to your neighbor again, Right? And this time, your neighbor tells you, hey, I'm going to go do this, this, and this. If something happened in the communication process between you two, and you didn't understand what they told you, what would you do in response, typically? Yeah. Could you clarify that for me? Could you say that again? Could you repeat that? Could you tell me where you're going to go? Something happened, and I wasn't quite paying attention. I didn't quite get You'd want them to clarify But the disciples don't do that, do they? Mark tells us, they do not understand what he, Jesus, is telling them. But they were afraid to ask.
1: They didn't ask for clarification.
0: And I think in part because they were afraid to do so. Now, a good question that should pop in your mind is, why were they afraid? Was Jesus a lot more built than we think he was and he'd squash them if they said anything dumb? No, because the disciples, they say quite a few things that aren't, that aren't very smart. Why were they afraid of Jesus? Any guesses? I think I might have an idea. I think they thought that they might have a good thing going with this Jesus guy. If he is the one we think he is, and if he is going to do the things we think he's going to do, what might that mean for us who are so close to him? If people are going to look at him and think, what are they going to think about us who follow him around everywhere? I wonder if the reason why they were afraid to ask Jesus what he meant was because then they might have to change their mind about what they thought he meant. Does that make sense? Because if, Jesus were, if they were to ask the question and Jesus were to respond, he might say, "No, no, 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 you got this all wrong. And they don't want to hear that. They like this idea that maybe they can get something good out of this relationship with Jesus stuff. Go with me? That makes sense. Now, here's the reality. Fear, right? We we talk about fear and I think we need to recognize that in scripture, in, in the total of scripture, there is a theme about fear. That theme is do not fear. You hear that over and over and over again. Do not fear for I am with you. Jesus says it. Don't fear. That's why it's an easy sermon for a preacher to give. Because all you've got to do is repeat after Jesus a few times, and people get it, and it's like, oh, thank you, I needed to hear that. But All through Scripture. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. And, and why should we fear? If God Almighty is for us, who can be? We read that somewhere, right? If God is for us, who could be against us? If the God of the universe has our back, what is there to fear? Nothing, right? Now, we got that? Everybody clear on that? We have nothing to fear as God's people. Y'all with me? Now, watch this. If in... I'm, I'm going to suggest this to you. If in your walk with Jesus, you have never been afraid, maybe you haven't been walking with Jesus. If in your walk with Jesus, you have never been afraid, maybe you aren't walking with Jesus. Those disciples, for whatever reason, were scared, were afraid to ask Jesus what he meant. And here's the truth about if we're walking with Jesus. What I think they realize, sure, they think he's the Messiah and they think he's going to do all this stuff. But then they can't shake it out of their mind that this guy's not like all the other guys. This guy doesn't seem to mind some of the bad company that everybody else can't seem to stand. This guy talks to people differently. He talks about people differently. There's something different about this guy, and I think they're afraid because that might mean if they're walking with him and following him, that maybe they would have to walk differently as well. See, and the reality is, Jesus, if we're walking with him, is going to take us places we may not want to go on our own. Jesus is going to ask us to love people we'd rather not give the time of the day. Jesus is going to ask us to give of ourselves in a way that we're not comfortable with doing. Jesus is going to ask us to be that presence that nobody else wants to be. The reality is you need to be afraid of that because we can get comfortable, can't we? We can know what's good for us and we can know how we think about certain things and we can know what's right about this about that. But as we walk with God, quite often what we see is that God wants to take us somewhere that on our own, we wouldn't be willing to go, but it's where God wants us to go. So be afraid. Be very afraid. But know that God would never send you anywhere you don't need to be. That God would never ask you to do something that you don't have the ability to do. Loving that unloving neighbor, it's been done before, y'all. It can be done again. Forgiving the one that needs to be forgiven, it's been done before, it can be done again. Being the one with the nice things to say, it can be done. It can be done. It can be done. Tant it. Let's pray. Oh gracious God, you have done so much for us. Given us life, you have given us salvation, you have given us hope. It's our prayer, God, that today you would forgive us for those times that we have not responded faithfully to what you have done. But that now you would take away our fear, that you would help us to do what it is you have called us to do. Give us courage, give us love. Give us patience. Give us hope. Everything, God, we need to be more faithful to your calling. In Jesus' name, amen.